Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Nice Job, Painter Marketing Pros, and APC. What happened? So recently I had a candidate who I had um, reached out to for an accounting position and I asked her, like, why are you looking? And she's like, well, I'm in this environment where my boss, whenever the checks don't come in from the bank, he takes paper and throws it at my face. And I just don't think I can take this anymore. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, we we definitely need to find you another job. (laughs) Oh, no, my goodness. Well, uh, hopefully they weren't spit wads. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i would definitely be looking for something else too if i were absolutely (laughs) well uh with with over 20 years of experience in the recruiting world today's guest has honed her ability to quickly grasp the needs of both the clients and candidates as a matchmaker at heart she takes pride in placing over 500 employees in industries such as construction as well as medical oil and gas and real estate She understands the struggles of companies facing and finding the right match and is committed to creating a healthy and easy experience for all involved. Suman Sherry, welcome to the show. Well, thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. Now, we're all dying to know is what are some strategies for dealing with the shortages of hiring? But first, let's start with some of the fundamentals, if we may. What are the pros and cons of different hiring practices? So traditionally in recruiting, there are different, you know, there's um, the traditional methods have been having it all in-house. So if you're an organization that's big enough to support HR or internal recruiters, then you do that. And if you don't, then, you know, you're the owner and you're sorting through resumes or you're asking your manager to do it. Or you're just like anyone that comes in, you're like, okay, that sounds good. Um, or the, you know, the more traditional method, which is most people are familiar with is the contingent recruiting method. So, and that method is that you send the position out to an external recruiting firm who are experts. And the way that, that it works is you don't pay an upfront fee, but you pay a percentage, typically 20 to 25% of the first year salary for that candidate. So if you're looking at a hundred thousand dollar candidate, which is around, around the range of a lot of the positions I work on, you're looking at a 20 to $25,000 placement fee. Um, and so that has been sort of the the model for recruiting. I mean, there are some retainment, maybe there's a little consulting here and there, but there hasn't been anything that's been structured in the way that the way we're doing it right now, which is very different. Okay. All right. right on. Thank you. How can you tie your company culture and core values into the hiring practices to create good hires? I mean, I think that the key is when you are an organization, it's not just about the page on the wall that has your core values, right? It's not about just speaking those core values, but are you living them, right? Is your leadership living in them? And I think that's the most important piece because your leadership, whoever's on top, whoever that leadership team is, is going to create that type of values for the rest of the organization. So if you are someone who in your own life, is someone who values communication, values compassion, 
values, um, you know, transparency, authenticity, more of a leadership role where you're, you know, you're behind your team versus on top of your team. And like, it all plays out into how the organization shows up from a cultural place. And, and honestly, candidates, since COVID, there's just been this big shift. You know, they are asking a lot more questions about like, what is this company about? Who Mm -hmm. is this company? Because they're understanding that, you know, their mental health and their family life and the rest of their life is so affected by their jobs. Yeah, indeed. No doubt. Well, you know, speaking of recruiters, when when is it more beneficial to hire a recruiter versus doing it yourself, keeping it in-house? I mean, I guess it depends on how much stress do you want in your life, right? Recruiting is, I think it's one of those things, it's kind of the elephant in the room. Nobody really wants to do it. Oh, I have to, and they just kick the can. We really need to hire someone, really need to hire someone. I mean, honestly, you know, if you can, I'm a believer that do it before you're ready. So if you have an, if you're a company that's growing and you know, you're going to have these positions that are going to be opening up or you're expanding, then that's the time to do it. Start that process because you want to have time to make sure that you're hiring the right person because hiring the wrong person is very expensive and very time consuming. So it's a very important piece. Speaking of cost, how do cost and time impact retention in the hiring process? Um, the thing is, is that it's a, it's, there's two sides to it, right? So if you're taking, if you're not hiring the right people, or if you're not taking the time to spend the time to right, hire the right people, it affects the rest of your team, right? Because there's a lot of burnout that's going to happen and people are going to be less engaged at the company itself, which could lead to turnover then. And on the flip side, the timing of recruiting is really important because, you know, candidates are people. They're not, it's not a product, you know, so it's, it, you have to have a lot of communication. We have communication with these candidates all the time because it's scary to switch jobs. It's scary to move around, especially if they've been in situations that were not the best matches for them. They have a lot of hesitation in making that move. So there's a lot of ghosting that goes around in the recruiting world. There's a lot of not following up. And I think as an organization, it's just the most crucial piece is the people that work for your organization to create that mission and that align with your own values. So I don't know if it's a timing piece, but I think if you have the opportunity to use a recruiting company like myself or another recruiting company, it's going to save you a lot of effort and stress in the process. So here's the million dollar question, right? They're all dying to know what are some strategies for dealing with the shortage in hiring? I mean, I think the thing about the shortage in hiring is that you have to have a lot of different avenues that you're looking for people, right? There's a lot of different technologies that have come out, which are great, um, some of the AI pieces, but there's limitations to that because it's not a human, I don't feel like it's a human place, but it's a good place to source. Also, you know, you have to be actively going through, and when we, we, we work on positions, we go through sometimes 500 500 plus resumes. I mean, we're going through resumes. We're looking for passive candidates. We're looking for candidates that have applied. We're looking for, I mean, we're, we have this huge net and we're bringing them all in and then we're sourcing to those candidates and contacting the ones that feel like the best match and then having these really deep conversations. But I think it's, there will always be a shortage of good people in any industry, in any market, because there are certain types of values that good candidates or good employees are. And typically it's, it is a deeper value piece, right? It's somebody who is growth oriented. It's somebody who's hungry. It's someone who's 
okay with making mistakes. It's also someone who's a very good communicator and works well with teams and also is comfortable with conflict and different personality types. And those and, and the technical, the most difficult positions are always going to be people who are very technical and also are very much people, like people, you know, can interact with people as well. So I don't think that's ever going to change. But I think with the main pieces, it's just you have to have an it's like anything else, you know, like I'm not a marketing expert, right? I'm not an advertising expert. I have someone do that for me because that's not my that's not my experience. But I am an expert on recruiting. So having someone else help you with that is going to eliminate a lot of the shortage piece. What's what's a way that a painting contractor can stand out, you know, to look to be more attractive when, uh, you know, trying to recruit, when reaching out to differentiate themselves? I mean, I think, you know, obviously the salary piece or the hourly piece is always going to play into it, right? There there needs to be, and you know, you have to be able to stand yourself out, even if it's a situation like I have a company that's really, they're um, not, um, they're another type of sub, but they do a great job of attracting people because they pay people well, but they also have incentive bonuses on top of it. They have like, if they're on call or if there's extra hours, they give them a little bit of a bonus for that. They do little things that really drive people to be more successful. Um, I think it's a lot of transparency and like when you're having those conversations with candidates, when they're coming in, you got to be honest what the job is. Like you can't sugarcoat this, right? You got to be real. If it's, if it's going to be a stressful job, I mean, if it's going to be a lot of hours, if it's going to be a lot of process, then that conversation needs to happen. And there also needs to be a very strong onboarding. The onboarding piece is so important to success with a candidate or an employee because they don't know you. They don't, they don't trust you. They, They've had, what, two interviews with you, maybe, you know, they don't know you the West. And so it's a really important the first month or three months or whatever that is to really take the time to get to know this person. What are their growth plans? What, you know, keep them engaged, excited. That is so crucial to success. Mm. Could you unpack that a little bit further as far as the onboarding? I love that. So what what are some basics for onboarding? Um, you know, time, right? So a lot of times what happens is people get thrown in a job and all the managers are busy and I get it. Everyone's busy. This person's busy. And it's like, oh yeah, we need to schedule lunch with them. We need to take no, no, you need to make sure that that's a priority that day one, or you need to be having lunch with them. You need to be like, how's it going? Or day two or day three, you as a manager need to sit with them for two hours an hour and not even just talking about what the role is, but what are they wanting to do in the future? What's the growth look like for them? What's the next opportunity for them? And really understanding, like engaging them on how can they get to that place, right? Really breaking down that piece. Um, and also I think it's just about anything else. It's like a relationship, right? They, everybody wants to be seen and heard and, and that's what you have to do in that onboarding process, whatever that looks like for you. It's about engagement. It's about, communications about building that trust with them. Awesome. Is there a question I should have asked or any final points that you'd like to make? Um, I think the, the final point we make about the recruiting process or the whole process is that it is something that is absolutely the, so crucial for your business. And I think we talked about this, but it affects every piece of it. I mean, I have owners who are like, I'm so glad that we engage with you guys because now I can sleep at night. I am like laying in bed, stressed out. How am I going to get these projects done? How am I going to find the right people? What am I going to do here? And, and that is the reality because you do take it home with you. So 
being able to take something off your plate that is so important to your business, it is just a huge time saver, huge money saver, and also just a peace of mind saver for you. Right on. If somebody wanted to reach out, what's the best way they should contact you? Um, so the best way to reach out to me would be to my website, cherrytalentgroup.com. We, you know, you can, there's a link, you can fill out a form and we can talk. Also, I'm all over LinkedIn. So you can always find me, Suman Cherry, all over LinkedIn. So yeah. Awesome. Fantastic. Thank you very much, Suman. Appreciate it. Thank you. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.